You know what, Dan? I want you to take the lead on this one. You are you, you've grown the less. Oh, you want me to take the you want me to take the lead? Yeah. Well, you you know what, Dan? You've been it's been 111 episodes. I've done the majority of the leads. I want you to go bold. Go, okay. Just take yeah, leadership. Go for it, man. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to Myths, episode 111. Write it down, 111. Do you see what I did there, math? Maths? Yeah. Maths Hoss. Math Maths. Hi, it's Matt me, Maths. Dan Rhodes, and my co-star. Co-star. It's me, Matt Hoss. Hi, Matt Hoss, how yeah. are you doing? See, I called you a star, Matt. Do you like that? Yeah, and uh, and please, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Do you think I'm a star? Do you think I have star quality? You are to me, Matt. That's not why I asked. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know what? I've been reading a book about celebrities. Greg Jenner's dead famous. Very good. And I, I think I realized in the last couple of weeks, I'm not going to be famous, Dan. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to be. I think you could be. I You are definitely one of the people I would I could put money on becoming famous. I mean that genuinely. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, what I'm, Do you think... Okay, let's say if I did get famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! Joking, joking. I I I bit onto that that bait there. Um, but okay. Uh, imagine if I was famous. What kind of what kind of celebrity do you reckon I would be? Do you reckon I'd be kind of a diva person? Would I be kind of elusive? Um, what kind of comedian do you think I am? I think you would turn out to be. I actually don't think you change too much. I think you would be at risk of becoming one of those celebrities that maybe pushes their own i think you might become a bit too activisty i imagine you getting down that rabbit hole and um yeah <laughs> yeah and well, then like falling um, out with people in the industry um because you like have certain views um yeah but i also think that i'm the kind of celebrity that, that i'll stick to those virtues now in 40 years time people go that guy's fucking cool you know what i mean like yeah i'll be like he's been he's old school man and then I'll say something racist and ruin it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awful. You'll be that celebrity that does like 40 years worth. That's right. You're going to be famous for 40 years. You're going to do 40 years work of hardcore charity work, philanthropy. You're going to do lots of things for the right reasons. And then, yeah, one story from your past at the university is going to come back. And um, oh, no. Yeah. I, I, and, you'll know exactly I who, and you'll know exactly which person published that story. Yeah, they'll be like, my confidentials on that horse. I'll be like, God damn it. Yeah, it'll be like an anonymous source, D. Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but Dan, how has your week been? It's been pretty good, thank you, Matt. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Uh, still in lockdown. Um, yeah, but you, you're currently furloughed now. I right? am furloughed now, yes. I am one of the many people in the UK that have... Yeah, I'd never even heard the term furloughed until this whole thing started. Had you? No, well, I th- I had heard it before, but I didn't know not... what it meant. No, yeah, yeah. But okay, but you were quite furloughed quite late, Dan. So how have you been finding it? Is it nice? Is it boring? Well, I've only been What's furloughed a week today, actually. Funny that, yeah. Ooh, exactly a week nice. today. Um, actually, to be honest, I have quite enjoyed it. It's been nice. I mean, when do you ever get just given several weeks off? You know, it's actually quite nice. I'm I'm kind of looking at it positively. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I don't think you have to, well, to be honest. No point dwelling on like, oh, I'm not working, I'm bored. Like, just take the break. I, I'm going to need to find things to do, that's for sure. But I've enjoyed this week of relaxation. What? Well, well, that's the thing. I think you're still on the honeymoon aspect because there's am, a certain, yeah. there's a drop off point. There's a certain point where, like, ah, well, it's the same day from the 90th day in a row. And yeah. But then again, within that, I found the part of productivity I've, I've learned how to deal with it and i've learned how to find my own rhythm do you know what i mean I yeah I and that. i have been trying to keep busy and i think i've got plans and how to keep busy so I, I just need to stick to a routine i think that's the important thing you don't want to be waking up midday every day um you want to um, kind of stick to i mean if i have a line by all means why not i mean you're a furlough but um gotta find things to do go outside i need to make an effort to you know i'm trying to make an effort to go on walks and runs and whatnot mm-hmm so Dan, you um you have a lot more time on your hands. You are you know you you, you got to do something to keep your mind occupied. I'm not doing the league Dan, table. I, no, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd try. Yeah, you know, one day, and you know, I think you'll get so bored, you'll do that damn league. Oh, table. I will do. Maybe I'll surprise you and do it. Can you do it for my birthday on Christmas Eve? <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah, a Christmas I love miracle. That's how much you think. <laughs> Well, if you start it now, I'll be ready for my birthday. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Like, and also what I think is quite sad is that as a birthday gift, I would 100% accept you doing your share of the podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> it's you... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like me going, oh, I might edit some episodes for Christmas. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I'll do it for your birthday. No, but I, I want a, I, I want a proper gift. And this is a, a, a bow tie, if anything. So yeah. like a little cherry on top. Um, but Dan, um, guess what? What? Uh, I have some big news for you. What have you done? I've been, I've been cancelled by that, uh, by the anonymous source. I'm really sorry. Well, like you've been cancelled from the podcast by the anonymous source. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? Danny Rodzi. I don't know. Do Dan- you know what would be a real shame? If one of us got cancelled from this podcast, that shows that someone powerful enough to to make that decision was listening to the podcast and decided to go that way rather than hire us for something. Well, you know, the queen listens to the podcast. She she's pretty influential. She Shout out to and, Liz. Uh, she's, done a, she, she's pulled a few favours in the past. Hashtag Epstein. Let's move on. Um, I, I regret saying that. Um... <laughs> What's your big news, I mean, Matt? Watched- I have watched the uh, documentary, yes, on that side note. It's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Good. It's not weird how a lot of rich people get away from with paedophilia. I mean, I and that's how it really... I don't Sorry, think it's weird. I think it's just a um, a symptom of our of all the all the justice system. Or the, the lack of thereof yeah. the justice system. Yeah. Oh, look at that sharp-tongued Matt Horst. Oh, I'm not pulling my punches anymore. See, activist Matt Horst. Yeah, I don't give a shit, you know? I'm using my celebrity for good. Um, you know, that's one of the news. things I'm going to do for... Um, I've actually just, I've already, already enrolled. I've enrolled in one of those Harvard University online courses they're giving away for free. How have um, you actually? Yeah, I've enrolled in one yesterday. I haven't started it yet, but... Um, yeah, it's, my, it's funny you mention it because one of the ones I'm doing is their most popular one. It's a 12-week... It's just 12 weeks. It's like six hours a week. Um, it's, it's just entitled Justice. So it's exploring the political philosophies, <laughs> the ethics... Of of justice, criminal and otherwise. So is it like a philosophy course or 
are you learning justice? Because I don't think I don't if 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 it's a latter option, I don't. I'm learning think about it's a justice and all the things that encompasses. Um, no. Like what is justice? Criminal justice systems, how they work and operate in different countries. I'm learning about the uh, political philosophy surrounding um, justice. I'm learning about the ethics of justice. Like what is human rights? What is equality? How do we get it? How does it work? Why are people opposed to certain things? It's going to be interesting. Well, when, when you say you're learning about justice, it kind of like. The second sentence kind of sounded like, you know what, I'm learning about justice. Uh, I stole some things. I've been caught by the police. I mean, maybe I'll learn some stuff about as well. Like, what is what is right and wrong? I don't know. Maybe these things will teach me. Well, well, it's quite nice that you're having that kind of like um, trying to educate myself. Kind of, you know? Yeah. You know what, Dan? You 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 strive for knowledge, and I think you thrive learning about stuff. So that's good for you. I'm also doing a meteorology course as well. Oh, fucking hell, man. Uh, two very different things well that's why i figured i could do them at the same time during like furlough because like i can dedicate like a day to one and a day to another and i won't get confused because one's about the weather and the science of the weather and the other one's about like it's it's more humanities and one's science i genuinely thought meteorology was uh meteorites and asteroids oh no yeah it's the study of the weather uh, what's sad about that? My brother genuinely has uh, a degree in meteorology, and I've only just realised what it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But talking about my brother, um, a, a fan, a favourite of this podcast, uh, a, a friend of the show, not not a family of the show. Um, he he revealed to me this week that he's uh, having a child, which is very exciting. That is I'm big be... news. Uncle Let's Hoss a... over here. Clap, clap, clap. Do you applaud a baby? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. know. We're going to have to learn quickly. Well, you're going to have to learn quickly. It's not my (laughs) niece or nephew. (laughs) Wait, it's not yours. I I thought you were (laughs) the dad. (laughs) I don't know, actually. Um... Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's cool. It's nice. I um, It's kind of, uh, yeah, it's sweet, but also... Unexpected, but in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's going to be good. I think that's going to be good. What kind of uncle are you going to be, Matt? Uh, I'm going to be very activisty, you know, in 40 years time, yeah. uh, you know, I might get, count- yeah, same, same as my celebrity, but no, I think I'll be kind of, you know what, I think it's quite cool. I think uncle is a sweet spot because you get to hang out with a kid and be a nice part of their life, but a very positive, uh, friendly soul, but also you don't have to deal with the bullshit. You very much, you walk in, have fun. See you later. Pumped them through. Like it's a grand grandparent syndrome. You know yeah. I mean? you, you can have fun with it bed. and then just give it back when it gets shitty. Yeah, well, literally, yeah. I'm like, there you go. Clean this bomb. See yeah, you later. Like, oh, um, I pooed on me. Fun's over. Cheers, Dad. <laughs> my, oh, no, my dad pooed on me. <laughs> yeah, actually, on oh, that note, no. your, your, your mum and dad, are they are they excited about becoming uh, grandparents? Um, my, my dad is confused but happy, if you know what I mean. He's like, all right, that'll be nice, son, and which is the most emotion he's shown in years. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's like it's his version of uh, crying. Uh, um, but my mum currently... Uh, the baby has been in public existence for just over a week, and my mum has already spent over two hundred pounds on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you something. So you got very polar. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's like my mum is like she's. This is her catnip. She's been waiting for this for a year. Uh, her like this is her Olympic games. She's like been studying it for for ages. She's ready. She, for it, she feared know? this day would never come. Yeah, and like she looked at me and said, like, oh, "No chance." You know, I mean, like uh, she's listen- she's listened to the podcast, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, and but like she, so this is a very expect uh, unexpected uh, surprise for her as well. But I think 
I'm not sure if this is a good look on me, Dan, but I'm also a little bit jealous of the baby already. Because, like, already, like, the people are always, already fawning over it. And the baby's due date is, uh, like, mid-December. And I'm very much like, oh, that's my patch, pal. Get your yeah. own birthday. You know even, I mean? like, if it's, and- even if it's not directly your birthday, but just a few... Even if it's that week, it will become overshadowed. But people... You'll find that you'll have, like, the baby... like the that week, if the baby's born, people will genuinely have forgotten it's your birthday. Yeah. And, uh, so let's say uh, your birthday's the 24th of December and the baby's born on the 19th even. People yeah, will, oh my God, the 19th, the baby comes. And then a few days later, it's still baby, baby. It'll get to the 24th and everyone will be like, oh shit, that's a thing. Matt's birthday. Who even give, yeah, who, who gives a shit? Your parents you know will be like, I, I can't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like, who is my brother? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I need, I need a lot more attention than that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit upset by that. Are and, you gonna uh, be? I reckon if it's gonna have a similar birthday, it better just have the same birthday as you. Then you, then you guys can like, you and the baby can, you know. Well, because my dad has I, the same birthday as his my cousin, so his niece. Well, that's sweet, but I also think, and his was definitely shadowed for several t- <laughs> for quite a bit. <laughs> I feel a little bit like Scar from The Lion King. Do you know what I mean? I feel like uh, the evil uncle. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Welcome to my lair. I am the new Lion King. Ha, ha, ha. Are you going to regret also, saying that the same way you regretted saying you were like the guy from You? Um, I think Scar's better than the guy from You, but also... You I did think try and you served the pride. Can... Yes, and pride I do have. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm, I am quite happy about it, but also, yeah, I'm kind of like... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I think I'll be the cool. I think I'll be a cool uncle. Do you think you'll be a cool uncle, Dan? Yes, I think I would. I, that's yeah. I think that's a role I was born to play. Yeah, you know what? Like, if I had a kid, I, I was going to say let, let you say it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard you're cancelled for for something. So maybe not. Maybe you should have a distance. But anyway, uh, but yeah. Also, it's been kind of a babyish week because my friend just um. My, one of my best friends from uh, school has just had a baby. I just went to see it today, actually. So it's, it's really nice. Oh, it's really nice. You know I mean? Can I also just say, last thing on this, if your niece or nephew becomes a famous comedian, how quickly will it take before you take credit for its um, genius? You think I'm going to steal its genius. I think I, you know, think there would be like an accident in a comedy club. That's all I'm saying. People you know will I mean? be like... Oh, Matt Hoss, uncle to Bloody Bar Hoss, the famous comedian. And you'll be like, yes, that was all me. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would be very much, uh, I'll be straight like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I essentially won the awards for them, really. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, yeah. But I, I think uh, uh, listeners, if you want to get in touch, they, ha- they have yet to name their baby. And they're currently wanting baby names. So what, if you have like a, a Norse or a Greek or a Roman uh, a myth, uh, or like a, a name of someone that you want to suggest, Send it forward. They're very middle class. He'll probably take it. So get get your suggestions in. Email us at mythspodcast at gmail.com. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, Dan? That would be nice, yeah. I mean, imagine me going to <laughs> my 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 sister-in-law being like, hey, um, the people from my podcast uh suggested that you know your baby. Yeah, they're gonna name it for the rest of your life. And she yeah, she she's gonna enjoy that. She's a big fan. She's never listened to one she? episode. Yeah. She listened to one episode, but re- uh, every time I mention it, refuse to listen to more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we should get into some more myths. Nots. Myths. Nots. Myths. 
Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. It's been a while since I've heard your luscious voice, and it's time to go into part two of Beowulf. So, Dan, what happened last time in in Beowulf? Should we uh, let, should we try and like? I'll do a really quick summary, as you know, I'm famous for doing. It really stresses me out, but here we go. Again, I can't really complain because we talked about babies for fifteen minutes. So, go ahead. There is a town which I can't remember the name of. Hrongar? It's a beautiful village somewhere in Scandinavia. Um, <laughs> Hrothgar. No, no, that's the king. Hrothgar. No, that's the king, yeah. There's a king, Hrothgar. Anyway, this guy is the king of a town. He has a really big family tree because they went on about that a lot. I remember last time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Genealogy. Anyway, um, there's this town and there's a king. And every year or so, this creature called the Grendel, uh, they didn't really know what he was whether he's this humanoid demon, water demon thing that comes from the mountains and um, on days when they're celebrating and it basically ransacks the village and kills those and eats loads of people. And um, this has been plaguing them for, what was it, 12 years, something like that? 12 years, yeah. And loads of people had died, loads of soldiers and civilians, and they were sick of it. So they tried to call on some people to come and kill the monster. One of the guys that came was a guy called Beowulf, who is the namesake yep. of the saga. And he is a badass, isn't he, Matt? And he came. He is badass. And day, night number one, he kills the monster. Well, he, well he ripped his arm off, didn't we? He ripped the, yes. ripped the monster's arm off. And this is a big moment, uh, the ripping of the arm. Uh, so, And it kind of solidifies Beowulf's idea as a hero. Also, Beowulf does it. He's, he's so macho. He's like, I'm not even going to fight the thing with... The demon does... What did he say? The demon doesn't have weapons, so I'm not going to... It was the stupidest thing ever. He was like, the demon's unarmed, so I'm going to be unarmed and meet it as equals, which is stupid because he's a demon, <laughs> so you're not equal. Um, and he's stripped naked, <laughs> didn't he? And, he, and he still managed to, to defeat the monster. He rips his arm off and... Um, a few people yeah, lost their it, life, but for the most part, the monster so far, I'm hoping, is gone. Uh, so we talked about the Hrothgar, the king, who uh, thanks uh, Beowulf. But I, I believe at the end, um, Hrothgar adopted Beowulf as a son. Oh, he does. The, and and makes him the heir to the, the heir. kingdom. And his son is like, uh, excuse me, you've known this guy one day. Yes. And uh, more so than uh, his actual son, um, Hrothgar's nephew um, called Harolf may have some opinions about it. In the future, so uh, yeah, I think I think we should uh, carry on there. Let's see what what else happens in part two. Please begin. The Danish king and his thanes thought they could keep sleep peaceful. Oh, it's a terrible start. Um, <laughs> take two. The da- <clears throat> take three. The Danish <laughs> Dan, you fucked me off. The Danish king and his thanes thought they could sleep peacefully in the mead hall at night, but their peril was far from over. Grendel may have died in his lair from his wound and loss of blood, but Grendel's mother mourned for the loss of her monstrous offspring. Grendel's mother was even more hideous and evil than her son, brackets, Grendel, was. Um, I like how she had this, Grendel's mother was more evil than her son, Grendel. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, the night when the Danes celebrated victory, Grendel's mother decided to avenge her son's death upon the unsuspecting Danes. Ooh. Um, okay, so 
I kind of like this so far instantaneously because it's very much like uh, uh, getting someone's dad to beat up uh, another kid just because, like, you know, let's head someone in school. You get you getting a parent involved. Uh, it's quite quite interesting. Yeah, it's like that. Only if instead of getting a parent involved with a bully, that person had literally ripped your son's arm off, <laughs> and he died. And he died. I mean, like, like Dan. Oh, I why are you getting involved, Matt? All I did was ri- all my son did was rip your son's arm off and kill him. Why are you getting well, involved? I- oh, you're such a. <laughs> <laughs> all right, point accepted. But I grew up in North Yorkshire, and that happened every day, man. Like, every day, dinner ladies were ripping off arms. It's fine. When the Danes and his honoured guests were asleep, Grendel's mother snatched one of Hrothgar's thanes, murdering him whilst he slept. The creature immediately returned to her, to her home. The creature immediately returned to her home, taking the thane's carcass with her. Beowulf was not sleeping in the hall that night. When they found out that one of his thanes was missing, Hrothgar knew that Grendel's mother had killed Aesir, a loyal advisor. Everyone was distressed that they faced a new crisis, but Beowulf promised to kill Grendel's mother. Okay, so in two, like in a week, you got Grendel and his mum coming in. Bam, bam. Quite a significant lot. So Grendel's come one night, but Beowulf's ripped his arm off. He's dead. They're like, yay, let's have a party. By the way, they all sleep in the mead hall, don't they? Because Vikings all have sleepovers in the main Absolutely, hall of the kingdom. Yeah. Pretty cool. And they're all sleeping, and then they're like, yay, the party's over, woo! And then immediately the next day, Grendel's mother, who I assuming is even more fearsome, has just rocked up and started all over it, again. It would kind of insinuate that there was a whole pack of Grendels, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just one monster, it's several monsters, and it just it's better for the law for it yeah. to be in the mother. Also, it implies that they didn't know about her before. I'm getting the vein that maybe they did know about her, and they were like, oh, by the way, we should have warned you, his mum's a badass. Yeah, you know, you know the guy you just ripped his arm off? Yeah, her mum. That yeah, his mum was like way, way worse. You can't report her. She's mental. You know what I mean? Like, um... also, I like the idea that this guy went missing, um, and then everyone just like sheepishly looks at Beowulf, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm on it," and he just gets up. <laughs> like, well, that's also out. a lot of pressure as well. Like, because like you know how like Theseus was like looking for like a win, a win, and like like he got lucky that one time, and now everyone assumes he's a hero. He's like, well, I didn't say I would sign up for this. Do you know what I mean? Like, you think I'm a hero, but I I just got lucky once. Do you know what I mean? But Beowulf hasn't got lucky just once, because he also killed that monster during oh, a sea yeah. race. Like a five-day sea race. He's killed, like, he's got a, he has got a track wrestle as being, like, this badass, Kira like, Kaya. creature just killer. Yeah. Okay, well. It's like the witch. Yes. Nice. Um, so he's, he's promised to kill Grendel's mother. They tracked the monster to the lake where they found Ashir's severed head, which distressed everybody, as it does. <laughs> they found the lake filled with unnamed serpents in the water. <laughs> By the way, can I just laugh at how they have to say unnamed? Because in Norse yeah, mythology, they everything's love to named. Everything. Like, go and get my cape uh, and bundle. <laughs> it's like, and and uh, let's go into yeah. the fish pond. But that is an unnamed serpent. Yeah. They, they poured the tea from an unnamed teapot, and they're like, oh, I'm like, they have to state that because everything has a goddamn name. <laughs> Beowulf armed himself with a male corslet and borrowed the sword from Unferth. The sword was called, of course, it has a name, Huntering. Unferth was the one who taunted Beowulf the previous day. That guy. Beowulf then dived into the water, seeking the lair of Grendel's mother. Grendel's mother, sensing human intruder in the water, snatched Beowulf. Other creatures in the water also attacked the hero, but his corslet protected him. At the bottom of the lake, Grendel's mother brought the hero into a vaulted chamber, the lair of Grendel and his mother. 
he immediately swung his sword right on the breast on the <laughs> sorry he immediately swung his sword right on the beast's head though the huntering was a powerful sword in the battlefield it was useless against grendel's mother discarding the sword beowulf tried to fight the creature with the fens with his bare hands grappling with the monster by its shoulders he flung grendel's <gasps> mother to the ground the monster leapt back to her feet and tried to dash the hero to the ground the creature then drew her dagger but his corslet saved his life both of their weapons are useless and this is quite a detailed description in most of our sources it's very much just like and then they both died and like it was quite nice as that actually it's a actual nice story isn't it they're like throwing each other around she's trying to stab him it hasn't worked he's trying to cut off her head it hasn't worked yeah what what are they gonna do Beowulf saw another sword in the hall. The mighty weapon was possibly forged by a giant. Yeah, <laughs> what, what a detail. Like It could have been, but it probably isn't. It was larger than any sword ever seen, and it was too heavy for one person <laughs> to lift the massive sword, except Beowulf, obviously. <laughs> the Geetish warrior seized the sword by the hilt and delivered a powerful stroke that severed the monster's head. With the death of Grendel's mother, Beowulf had avenged Ashir, the Danish thane. And also save the day. Blah, blah, blah. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be wrong on this, but in... You've seen the, the film Beowulf, right? I have. In that, doesn't Beowulf's mum, who's Angelina Jolie, get all sexy with him? And go, mm, if you have sex Yeah, me, she basically king. seduces him and they mm. bang, yeah. I was kind of hoping for that, because uh, it's been a lonely lockdown, and I was hoping for some kind of, like, Norse porn. Do you know what I mean? Well, we haven't finished it yet. This is a saga. Well, like, he's not going to fuck the dead body, is he? Is he? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna get the like the, uh... but no, because there was a big sensation when the film came out, wasn't there? Because you see Angelina Jolie's essentially nip. She's naked except for she hasn't got nipples, so they said that was fine. So anyway, he's killed her. Bottom line, just happened to be a sword lying around. Funny that she didn't notice that. Yeah, and also like why she got it around, you know? And also logistically, how would you import that thing to an underground vault lair? Like how? What's the what's the logistics? It, it must have just. It must have just been someone that she's fought before, maybe. Ah, uh, no, that's a good... Ah, uh, Dan. Someone that she's eaten before. Clever. Clever. So he's kind of got revenge. As the hero explored the subterranean cave, Beowulf found that the vaulted hall was filled with weapons and treasures. Beowulf was not interested in the treasures, oh no. He had sought Grendel, who had escaped from Heriot. Beowulf found that Grendel had bled to death but he severed Grendel's head to take back with him as proof of his victory. The giant sword melted from the poisoned blood. Beowulf discarded the now useless sword and retrieved Unthirf's sword, Hrunting. The one that he was originally using that failed miserably. Yes. Uh, also, that pronunciation of Hrunting right there, I did really well. Hrothgar and his followers thought the brave champion must have died fighting Grendel's mother. So they sadly returned to Heriot, after waiting for hours for their hero's return. But the Geetish warriors stayed and waited for their leader's return. Beowulf returned to the surface with Grendel's head. Beowulf's followers were relieved that their leader was still alive, and they rejoiced that their hero had overcome Grendel's mother. There was great rejoicing when Hrothgar and the Danish thanes saw that their saviour had returned triumphantly with Grendel's head. Once again, there was a victory celebration, and Beowulf gave this account, and he told what had happened. When the Danes went to bed, they knew that they no longer needed to fear any more creatures that would attack Harriet. Now, 
the last two nights that's happened and something's gone wrong. So they're like, well, it can't happen a third time, can it? It's definitely going to happen a third time, I bet you. <laughs> well, let's find out. The next morning, Beowulf announced his need to return home. Hrothgar was sad that the young hero would leave so soon, since he loved his guest like a son of his own. Hrothgar gave some more gifts for the Geetish hero. Beowulf returned the hunting that he borrowed from Unferth. Beowulf returned to a ship and sailed back to Geatland, ladled full of Danish treasures and gifts. I don't think I've got any work as a voice actor anytime soon, Dan. <laughs> In Geatland, Hygelic and his wife, Higurd, had joyfully welcomed the king's nephew's safe return from Denmark. Once again, Beowulf recounted his adventure in Heriot, his fight with Grendel, and later with Grendel's mother. Beowulf also foretold doom in the Danish royal house. Frau the daughter of Hothgar, see how I nailed that, really got my pronunciation down, was due to marry Ingled of the Hutherbards, so to end the feud between the cyclings and the Hutherbards. But it, what the hell is happening? Sorry, they're doing that annoying thing they do in Norse mythology where they're just—I can—they're just giving me loads of pointless exposition about like all the different enemies of the people that he lives with. Let me try again, but this time I'm going to actually understand what I'm saying because I didn't understand a word I was actually saying that whole time. Beowulf was also foretold doom in the Danish royal house. So he's returned home, and someone's told him bad news. The bad news is Freya War. Freya Wara? How are we saying that, Matt? Uh, Freya Waru. Uh, yeah, I, I think you nailed Fre- it the first time, to be honest. Freya Waru, the daughter of Hrothgar, was due to marry Ingeld of the Hrothbards, so to end the feud between the Skydlings and the Hrothbards. But Ingeld would not forgive the Danes for taunting him over his father's death on his wedding day. Beowulf would then display the gifts he had won through friendship with Hrothgar before the hero gave away most of his gifts. I'm confused by this ending. Yeah, it wasn't really much of an ending, was it? Basically, he's returned home with treasure and gifts. It was quite anticlimactic, really, wasn't it? Yeah, he's returned home with treasure and gifts, and there is some kind of feud happening between the people that he was just with, the Hrithrabard, and uh, so the, the King Hrothgar, the main king that Beowulf's just been helping with Grendel, um, his daughter, uh, Freya Wara, she's obviously due to marry someone. That's the important bit, I think. Yeah. So that's it for part two, and we got one more part of uh, Beowulf's journey coming up next, and uh, well, ne- next week. But now we got to rank part two. So, Dan, we we always rank this uh, out of 40 on four different categories out of 10. That is life skills, creativity, morals, and WTF. Yeah, did a different order today. So we're going to rank it now, and let's start with life skills, Dan. The, the practical things that we learned in this myth, let's discuss it and analyze it together. We learn not well we learn how to swim down into a cave we learn how to fight and how to, um, and how to fight. also um manual handling like lifting a very heavy sword 
and using it to shop. We learned how to adapt during a f- combat situation, a close quarters combat situation. We learned how to have sex with a dead body. I mean, not to do that. We learned how to sever off a head uh, for two two counts of that. Um, we we learned how to sh- like share our pride and trophies and stuff like that. Yeah, we learned how to sail home. We we spelunked, which is uh, explored a cave. <laughs> yeah, we definitely spelunked. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dan, you've been a, a massive spelunker for years, haven't you? I have, yeah, big passionate one. Yeah, you know, you uh, yeah. you, you certainly like to go into some caves and spelunk all around. Also, you like hand sex. Um, <laughs> um uh, to be honest, I don't think life skills is. I don't think it's that high. Um, no, I I usually I am a massive pension for that. Maybe again, similar to last week's episode, like Grendel's mother is quite good at sneaking and killing Asia and ripping off his head. But yeah, uh, honestly, I think a three or four. I don't. I, I think maybe two or three. Two, go on, give it a two. Give it a two. Go on then, mate. Give it a two. It's not a lot going on. And then morals, morals. Um. I guess there's a nice idea of family virtues and values that um, after someone hurt your own child to go back. I think if this was reframed as a narrative, we would be on Grendel's mother's side. You know what I mean? Like someone killed your son and she's like, I'm going to go out and fight this, like go and get justice. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's nice. Yeah, but then also we'd have to acknowledge that Grendel was doing horrific things to people. Yes, but have you ever heard of colonialism? True. <laughs> well, I didn't know I was going to say that. Sorry. Um, it's not, it's not my. Uh, it's not. It's, I'm not knowledgeable enough. But uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I still think it's. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, it's bad. But also, the Danes have responded in the same virtue as well. Yeah, morally, I think that's literally the only thing is the fact that well, morally, Beowulf's um, done his end of the bargain twice now. He's done more than they. They never asked him to. Just, they only killed him. He was only there on the pretense to kill one monster. He's actually successfully killed two. And then morally, I guess, yeah, it's just like, has, has Grendel's mother's been wrong? I don't know. But ultimately, I would also there was something there. I would also argue it's quite high, not high, but it's higher than average moral-wise because we have a hero here, Beowulf, who is physically very strong, adapts to things, but also he's not a hubristic person. He hasn't got a massive ego. After he's done, he leaves. He's not there to win hearts and minds. He's not there to take over. He's there because, you know, I'm, I've won this battle. I'm going to go home. When, when else yeah, does that happen? True. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So to actually have a quite virtuous hero, that's, you know, it's pretty unique. I want to say five or six. Five or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Which one? Maybe, Maybe a five. Is it in the middle? Because I think it's slight... No, five's fine. No, nah, I think if anything, it's actually slightly less. I was going to do more four or five. Um, okay, we've got five. Creativity. Then we've got creativity. These are how creative the narrative... Wasn't that... Cre- I mean, it was kind of creative. You had, like, these serpents. You had Grendel's mother. The idea that the whole, like, I guess, the concept of Grendel's mother coming back to avenge her son. That was unexpected. Um, Although I would, the people in the town certainly didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, for a second night in a row, I would actually argue that the the story is 
kind of a carbon copy of the first one, really, but slightly different. So you have a, a indescribable monster sneaks attacks, steals someone away. They send Beowulf after it, and then mutilates it, and then they celebrate. It's kind of the same story, but with a slight. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, um, just a different. But there are obviously intricacies there which are different and interesting. Um, but I think the, it was interesting to hear about like how the fight scene was really creative and how he had to swim past all these serpents to get there and how he had a mass, like they really described the fight, how he like threw her shoulders against the wall as she like threw him in the ground. She went to stab him, but it didn't work. He went to chop his head off, her head off, didn't work. He's then like, she then destroys his sword, like knocks his sword out of his hand. Yeah. He's like, oh my god! He sees in her lair. There's a sword, pr- presumably from the skeleton of like someone else who tried to do it. He picks up this massive sword that does work. He then seals Grendel's dead body. He's like, oh, I'll take that as a trophy. He, but Grendel's like the point. You know how his blood was poisonous and like yeah. melted the sword. That was pretty it's, crazy. You know what? You've saw me run. I think it's quite vivid and more so vivid than last time. But then again, we did see a man's arm being ripped off. But I think, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, maybe a five or a six again. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I also found it quite vivid the idea that his men would be waiting by the lake for being after a few hours. They'd be like, you know what? It's getting dark. He's not coming back. And just as they all start turning back up the mountain, he comes out like, <gasps> like with the head. That would you know be what? badass. This is quite a dramatic shot. It looks like Daniel Craig coming out yeah, of the lake. This is theatrical, actually. Do you know what I mean? I think it's it's interesting. Six or seven? Yeah. You know what? Let's go for brain. Well, my heart wants seven, but my brain says six. I think six. Yeah, six is fine. Also, Dan, how long would you wait? If you were in a situation with you're waiting with your men to see how long Beowulf takes, how long would you wait to see, oh, he's probably dead? I would wait... Oh, like a couple of hours. Three hours? I think I'm more like 25 minutes. <laughs> and and any more, you know, it's fine. And finally, WTF, the kind of meta parts of the myth... And it's not as gory as last time, for sure. Um, no, definitely not. We, but then again, a poison, venomous blood. Um, uh, not poison blood, like a kind of acidic blood, um, cutting off uh, a trophy's head. Uh, even though he didn't really kill it in battle, he did rip off its arm. But you know what I mean? Like it's not like it, it's a bit more gruesome. But it's not as honourable, perhaps. Um, the fact that he went back to his um, uh, his um family didn't cause some trouble there like politically um the fact that his sword didn't work it's and, not that high is it come on and the severed guy's head but nah it a few severed heads but i'm thinking a four i think a three, three or four yeah i think the amount of severed heads in it is a four okay go on then give it that so we have two for two five six and four so in total, 17. 17, yeah. Quite low. Quite low marking there. Not that much happened. Well, not nothing new happened, really. You find that happens sometimes in the middle one of a trilogy. But I think the third one's different from uh, these two as well. So it should be interesting. Well, thank you so much for listening to us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. If you like what we do, why don't you share it with your friends? Just tell us, um, tell them all about Miss Podcast. That's how we'll grow and uh, become even better. And beyond that, you can give us five stars on iTunes. That will also help us. You can also get in touch with us where? You can email us, mythspodcast at gmail.com. Send you us baby names in. Send those baby names in for Matt's niece or nephew. 
Um, and then you can, well, you can tweet us or go on um, or look us up on Facebook at Miss Podcast. Um, you can join the Mitzvahs page on Facebook. This little fan group we have. Yeah. And beyond that, just be nice to yourself. It's tough times out there. So just be kind. And, uh, but, but not to race it. So fuck them. Uh, so is, is that okay? I don't know. I don't care anymore. Um, Dan, um, anything else to add before we go? Thank you, Matt. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to go off and do some uh, activism right now and uh, whilst getting cancelled. Uh, Dan, what are you doing for the rest of your day? I am going to probably just watch TV. <laughs> well, that's that's why. Uh, we're because you're doing the activism stuff. So I, like, I already know that's co- someone on the planet is doing that. That's covered. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, well, I've been Matt Hoss and I'll be cancelled by next week. I've been Dan Rhodes. Thank you for listening. See you next time when we conclude Beowulf. See you soon, guys. Bye. Can't say bye as well. Bye. bye. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Bye. Myths. Myths. They tracked the monster to the lake where they found Ashir's severed head. Sorry, you you clicked and it flashed up Matt Hoss and I couldn't see the next word. They tracked the monster to the lake where they found Ashir's severed head, which distressed everyone. They found the lake filled with unnamed... What are you doing with your cursor? You're distracting me. I'm trying to read and every time you click on something, a big big pink Matt Hoss appears. So it covers up the word I'm trying to read. Fucking get off. Looks like that as you're. I'm fucking trying it, to read it. It helps. It's annoying, isn't it? Right. <clears throat> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Hoskin. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I put in bold and uh, underlined it just to help. Just help. Why? Re- try and read it now. It doesn't help. It confuses <laughs> me. Yeah, actually, it's harder try to read. Now. Try, try and do it. Oh shit! I actually deleted it. Sorry. Uh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Sorry about that, Dan. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm done. You done? You happy? For the wrestlers, listen. Now, what we were on. The- <laughs> <laughs> what we done now? <sighs> you just deleted it. The text I actually... to read. We've got this shared Google Doc that we read off of, and Matt is editing it whilst I'm trying to talk. And I don't know what he's doing. There we go. He's copying and pasting. No, I just I, I changed the font size of it. Thank you. That was thank you so much. Oh, oh my <laughs> this for me is like that time I started. Yeah, it's really, really small just to help us. Oh, that does annoy me quite a lot actually. Control Z, back to normal. Sorry, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> Stop it! Oh my god! <laughs> if you edit this text one more time, I swear to God, I'm gonna cut. I'm, I'm outside your house right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock through the door. You're gonna rip off my arm. I'm gonna rip off your arm, Grendel style. Grendel style. Yeah, sorry, mate. Carry on. Gonna do that bit again because you were a bit unprofessional there. You kind of, uh, you know, you didn't get the line properly. Beowulf also <laughs> foretold doom in the Danish. Well, you can go suck a banana. I don't know. Is that an insult? I don't know. <laughs> for you, that's an insult. For me, that's a massive insult. Yeah. <laughs>